is time now for History Matters. We are joined on this historic day by historian extraordinaire Scott Washington to take a look back at this week in history. Good morning. How are Good you? Good morning, Aaron. Well, it is a pleasure to be here, especially on such a historic day. 71 years ago, uh, WCHL goes on the air. 1953, uh, Elvis Presley is still a senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> he has not developed his sound, and he won't until... Uh, a year later. So that's that's really uh, props. That's the sort of things you can brag about and say, yeah. well, we were here. And again, as we said last Elvis. week, we went on the air and then Elvis Presley comes out immediately <laughs> afterwards. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think not. Well, and tomorrow uh, is when uh, the History Matters Weekly show started, mm-hmm. uh, too, back in I think 2017. We've been talking yeah. for many years before that yep. uh, uh, because of Hillsborough history. But it's always nice to know that it's there. It's available. Yes, you can listen to it live, streamed uh, and archived here at, on WCHL's Chapelboro site. Um, and also on Apple iTunes, if I understand I believe right. so, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Going back seven years almost, which is <laughs> yes. uh, six and a half years. And I've which heard is from impressive. people, they yeah. really enjoy it because they say, oh, it's perfect. It's not too long, but you can really get everything that you want. And I had a cousin. And you get in, you get out, you don't waste my time. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have a cousin uh, out in the Southwest who says that uh, she actually listened to all of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was maybe during the pandemic or the end of it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone else Good was for her, everyone Cynthia. else was binging Tiger King, so I think she made the right choice there. I do too. I yeah. think so as well. Uh, but there are some other things that have happened this week that are important. Um, other anniversaries. One is in 1964, uh, the 24th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution uh, that prohibits uh, poll tax or any kind of tax being a prerequisite for voting uh, is abolished. And um, uh, that was a huge milestone because there were all these impediments thrown after the Civil War. Okay, you've been freed now as an African-American, but it doesn't mean you can vote or you're an American citizen. So it takes the 15th, 14th, 15th. And then finally, one other thing was simply oh, you have to pay a tax in order to vote. Mm-hmm. So it takes till 1964 until that is finally abolished. Very important. Uh, and it wasn't just the poll tax. It could be any tax. That would not stand in the you way. You don't have to pay in order yeah. to vote, yeah. Exactly. Which is also why, and again, going up to the, the present day, when the General Assembly passes voter ID, you've got right. to have a free option for, That's right. for people. Yeah. That's right. Very important. Um, and uh, along with this, uh, there's another... Another anniversary that happens on that same day, January 23rd, though this is in 1933, and that's when the 20th Amendment of the Constitution goes into effect. And you might say, oh, what's the big deal about this? Well, prior to this time, from the foundation of the country forward, uh, elected officers, uh, people took office only on March 4th. (laughs) That was the date. So you can imagine here's the Great Depression rolling along. It uh, comes up, uh, Franklin Roosevelt is elected president, and he can't take office until March. Yep. Even though the amendment is uh, hastily approved, but it won't go into effect until the next time uh, he runs for office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's these months that go by, and Hoover, 
uh, who, uh, you know, to his credit, he had really saved the lives of millions of people in World War One by appealing to uh, non-governmental organizations and nonprofits to say, let's help these people in Europe, which was great. But his uh, uh, hands-off approach when it came to a real financial crisis mm-hmm. In this country, uh, did not help at all. Yeah, poor and, poor uh, Herbert Hoover, because he actually was, I think, you could argue the most accomplished president in history before his presidency. Like you're right, he right. saved so many lives in World War One. Like yes. a major, major figure in American history, and all yes. we remember him for is not being a good president, which is also true. But he did a lot before that. <laughs> well, and the dam, we remember the Hoover and the dam. dam. Yes. yes, exactly. But. Uh, that, you know, he believed in that, well, people, you know, self-reliance and you could do it yourself and did not realize that some problems take something bigger, which is the federal government. Um, and that's what Franklin Roosevelt uh, brought in. So that's one of those big changes. And also, it wasn't just that March 4th, it was changed, uh, what, the, the starting day for Congress and, the, and also the president mm-hmm. and the vice president being sworn in. Actually, it gets shifted for the president, vice president, we know, January 20th, but also for Congress members, Mm -hmm. uh, representatives or senators to be January 3rd. So these were significant changes uh, that that are different from what we know uh, prior to that. Americans knew. And part of that is part of that is technology. Like we complain like there's so many complaints today when, you know, Election Day happens and we don't know the outcome immediately on Election Night and we're doing recounts and absentee ballots are still coming in and we got to wait a few days to get the outcome of it's a really close election. But prior to, you know, the you know, thinking back to the the 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s, when we didn't have mass communication technology to get the word out, it would take a long time a to count the votes and then b to distribute the news that this is the person who actually won like it was just standard for it to be a while that's right before people knew who won the election which is why it was okay for uh inauguration day to be in march when the election was in november because sometimes it took that long but by the time 1933 rolls around that's no longer the case and that six month lag is a it's a thing of the past well look what happened in the election uh, after roosevelt uh, Mm -hmm. died and then uh, harry truman becomes president he runs and then it's dewey you know one of the uh, the papers uh, said too soon and Mm -hmm. so there is something i think all of us are a little disappointed when you know the polls have barely closed and the news is already calling. They've won it. That's it. Go home. <laughs> someone, I was talking with someone last week. This was right after, this was the day after the Iowa caucus. So I guess yeah. this was last week, uh, Wednesday. I was talking with someone and there was like, man, uh, NBC called the, the Iowa caucus for Trump like a half an hour after the polls closed. How were they able to do it that fast? I was That's like, right. why did they wait so long? That's like, right, we all knew who was going to win the Iowa caucus. I could have called that right. before they closed the polls. We talked to five people today. <laughs> <laughs> now we can call the election, and uh, so I. But I think we enjoy that actually having a little bit of time. Sometimes calling it prematurely, you don't know really how many votes that really represents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things in in some of the coverage you may have heard is we didn't really know. They said, well, they've won by this percentage, but how many votes and how many votes was that a percentage of the state and yeah. registered voters? That part has sometimes been lost in the shuffle, and I never really heard to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but here's another thing about elections, and that is John Hancock. And of course, we always say that as a you know, oh, you know, put your John Hancock 
you know, there uh, for a signature. But he was uh, a very wealthy, one of the wealthiest people in the colonies in Boston, and then uh, becomes elected the president of the Continental Congress, especially when uh, the July 4th uh, declaration, yeah. declaration was yeah. uh, adopted. And uh, there is some kind of, and I haven't found exactly the proof, but some people said, well, he had the big signature so that King George could read it. Mm. <laughs> but his name was on the, the first printed version, the Dunlop version, that goes out in early July that George Washington will read to uh, his troops, um, have read to his troops uh, shortly thereafter. Um, so it's an important point. And he goes back and becomes the governor of Massachusetts mm. uh, and very successful. So important. Why are, we, why are we mentioning him this week, though? Because, oh, because he has a birthday oh, this week. Oh, he's a birthday this week, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, and again, like footnote to John Hancock's career, he's the one uh, with Samuel Adams, I think, in Massachusetts, yes. who first comes up with the idea of let's ratify the Constitution but also propose amendments, which – possibly saved the Constitution uh, because in Massachusetts it was really touch or go, touch and go whether the Constitution would even get ratified at all. And Hancock and Adams were the ones who came up with the compromise of let's ratify it but propose amendments. And that kind of becomes the the thing that other states did from there on out. Oh, and it's so important. That's how North Carolina then takes its point of view of saying, well, not so fast. We're not going to ratify until Until, the amendments. Yeah, yeah, until amendments are added. Yeah. Um, well, here's one other one that's a book into this. It's not quite as serious as John Hancock. <laughs> uh, it's a name uh, that uh, some people may know, Walter Frederick Morrison, mm-hmm. born in 1920. And he's 17. He's out with his girlfriend, and they're on a beach, and they start throwing around a pie pan, you know, just for fun, and it, the wind catches Like it. teenagers that's do, the, you know. And then he I flies. remember when I was a teenager <laughs> hurling pie pans across the beach. <laughs> well, there wasn't a lot. You know, they didn't have WCHL at <laughs> right, point, right, obviously. Yeah. And um, so they find that something else works even better, he does, and that's a, 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 a pie pan uh, from the Frisbee uh, Pie Company. And uh, so they start throwing that around. And then people come up to them uh, and say, hey, can we buy one of those? And, well, he can buy them for five cents. He can sell them for 25 cents. <laughs> this is pretty good. Well, then World War II doesn't think much about it. World War II comes along. He becomes an actual fighter pilot who shot down in a POW concentration camp, comes out of World War II, gets together with a friend and says, you know, maybe we should revisit this. And uh, they come up with this Pluto flying saucer. Uh, But as it's first uh, brought out, and it's the first plastic kind of flying uh, disc, um, there are people who still remember the Frisbee, and they start calling it, and the company that they sell, he sells the rights to, calls it Frisbee. So, there John Hancock and Frisbee. <laughs> Speaking with uh, Scott Washington, we got time for one more. Oh, you, one more. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, well, then here is another one that uh, we probably don't know a lot about, uh, except we might know Russell Stouffer, and he becomes a partner. Uh, with a fellow um, uh, who um, develops the Eskimo pie. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal. Okay, ice cream coated with chocolate. Except nobody had done this before it finally receives a patent in uh, 1922. And um, that becomes, uh, and the thing is that the patent is so broad, it doesn't cover this specific 
recipe, but rather just everything coded that eventually gets invalidated because it's just too broad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the ideas behind it and, you know, people coming up with new ideas, uh, whether they're the silly things or whether they're foundational to the country and to what it be, uh, means to be American is why. History matters. And that is History Matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Happy birthday, WCHL.